It is 25 minutes after the hour here on the Drunk Large Radio Show. And we're pleased to be in studio with our good friend Jim Gadette. There's a lot to cover. Not just about what happened in Las Vegas, but also things happening here locally. Another police-involved shooting uh, here in the state of New Hampshire up in Belmont. And, uh, well, there have been some other public safety and police issues that Jim is, well, going to get us up to speed on. And as always, if you just can't wait for his appearances on the Dread Large Radio Show, you can always go to Jim Gadette, Public Safety Segment Anchor, on Facebook, where he keeps everybody up to date on what's happening in as real time as he can. Jim, good morning. Morning, Rich. How are you? Unbelievable, thanks. Unbelievable. Yeah, Caffe- so it almost has... caffeinated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost caffeinated. Well, thank- thanks to you, I'll be fully decaffeinated in just a moment. Yeah. So, uh, I don't even know where you yeah, want to start. Where do, so. you, you know, where do you even start with this? But, you know, I'll, well, you, you talk about other things and, you know, the 24-7 wall-to-wall coverage about this, but yeah. what, what I don't think people understand or may have missed in all the you know, all the coverage is uh, in little in Lawrence, Kansas, they had a almost mass shooting at the same time, which oh, really? has now been just it's it's a nothing. I have not even heard of that. Three people dead, which doesn't meet the criteria of a mass shooting, and two injured. Really? It just got totally overshadowed. So what were the circumstances of what happened in Kansas? In, in, well that all appearances in public knowledge appear to be that that was due to a previous altercation was not a random act. They seemed to know what was going on. So okay. again, no gl- no glamour. You know, it's a, it's almost like a routine street crime, you know, with a lot of casualties. And mm-hmm. so we'll just move right along because we have all of this fodder, uh, you know, for, for talk radio and, you know, the news media and calls to confiscate guns and, uh, and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we talked a little bit about it Monday. <clears throat> or yesterday, and um, you know, if 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 we could figure out how this happens, you know, and what motivates these people, then I certainly wouldn't be you know doing what I do. I'd be picking lottery numbers, or right. you know, uh, doing something else. I mean, it's 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 you know, and and even people were you know complaining about you know the president not coming out not saying anything about it and his public statement i thought was pretty clear about it he called it an act of pure evil right um you know which is pretty much what it is um you know that it is pure evil so you know now they've had enough time to get all the public information on this guy you know they've they've you know obviously covered his family pretty well and i heard you talking earlier about you know the yeah injury. i mean I, 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 <laughs> there seems to be such a disconnect from what he did to what people seem to know of him. Right. And they seem to be, of course, you know, the brother lives in Florida, so how much does he really know, right? That's across the country. But it 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 it, it, it seems that uh, this is coming clear out of the blue, but I don't believe things like this come clear out of the blue. I don't think you just wake up one day and say, all right, next weekend, you know, I'm going to wipe out a country music festival. Well, no, I mean, you know, he appears to have been kind of a secluded person, you know. I mean, he was well known out there. Uh, It appears that he moved out there just for the gambling um, and, you know, was well known in the area as being a gambler. Right. Um, 
But again, no issues with law enforcement out there. Um, there was uh, one report that indicated that um, it was a local gun shop in the town of Mesquite where he was he, he was living in this development, which is about a year old development you yeah. know, that he was living in, uh, that he had purchased three firearms. Um, well, that's a far cry from the you know the well, three that's dozen. From that, they that's say from they have. that. Well. I haven't heard that many as of. Oh, they said they had, a, depending on what report, anywhere between like seventeen and twenty in the room, and another dozen or so at his house. Right, that he brought to the room. But I mean, again, he bought three in that instance. Two of them were long rifles. One was a handgun. Uh, all indications are that these were all legally purchased handguns. So, you know, they're probably semi-automatic rifles. Right. Uh, but do we have any uh, any information in the weapons? Did he buy? Did he have fully automatic weapons, or did he take? Um, semi-automatics and convert them. Do we know anything about that yet? Uh, well, one of the we don't. I don't know that he had had any fully automatic weapons, and it's not illegal to possess a fully automatic. No, weapon. but it's a damn hard thing to get. Well, legally, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, the government just wants their money because <laughs> that's all it is, is. Is basically a tax stamp, you know, for ATF. Well, there are extra background uh, well, checks. Well, there are extra background checks, but by all appearances, you know, he's, you know, he's probably would have been eligible to pass them. He passed all the federal screening to buy all these firearms. Mm-hmm. So, again, no indications of a history of mental illness, no domestic abuse, um, you know, no current restraining orders. Uh, they interviewed his ex-wife of 27 years, so you know you don't you don't find any triggers out there either. You know he's not recently divorced; he's been divorced for 27 years. Right. You know, uh, no kids of that marriage. Right. Uh, no kids at all. No kid. Right. And and you know, girlfriend is you know whereabouts unknown, but supposedly overseas. Perhaps that's a trigger. You know, maybe there was an estrangement, separation. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the guy's a gambler and he's you know. He's into some very, very bad people, you know, but I don't think you pay off your gambling that, you know, so. By annihilating, yeah. Right, yeah, by annihilating, a, you know, a crowd of people on the Vegas Strip. So, and you're not going to, you're not going to be able to chat with this guy and ask him what he was thinking anymore. Um, right. But the public reports. But does somebody, in your experience though, does somebody do that without leaving some clue, a note? Uh, they're going to open up this guy's computer and see that he's been. Visiting, you know, Sheikh Allah Rabdan's website. I mean, oh, trust me, they'll 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 find out what this guy's done for like the last you know couple years of his life electronically. Uh, no doubt that that's probably under works. We talked about that yesterday. Um, yeah. Now, should I mean one of the questions I have is okay, the girlfriend's out of the country, but they're not saying where. Right. I mean, if she's in Pakistan, that tells me something. If she's in Prague, that tells me something else. Maybe. Right. And maybe they want that information not out there so that this person right. is, you know, while they, because she may be cooperating, she may be chatting, you know. So that's probably uh, a key piece of, you know, the, the puzzle that's going to, you know, lay out there that you're not going to hear about. Mm-hmm. But what you know about is, you know, as of last night, I think when I finally, you know, packed it all in, uh, there were 59 confirmed dead, 527 injuries. Those are not all gunshot wounds. No, it's tra- a lot of these, stamping. yeah, a lot of those are trampling injuries and people just trying to get out of dodge in the mass hysteria, right. which which happens. I want to say one report, and I think it was the L.A. Times report that I was reading, indicated that within you know probably the first two or three hours, they had taken in 
you know, like 180 trauma victims mm-hmm. uh, to the local hospital, you know, to the two major medical centers, which is a substantial number. Oh, yeah. You know, think of, you know, again, for people here that don't understand, you know, understand the large numbers because, you know, we're not that big. Think about dumping 180 trauma victims on the Elliott and CMC. God, there's no way. Well, right. Right. But, I, I mean, what, how big is Las Vegas? I mean, it's, That's what I'm saying. So I'm it's, saying it's those hospitals have to scale. be much bigger. But look at what they did in the – we talked about this a couple months ago. Boston Marathon yep. shooting. Yep. The Boston hospital systems were able to accommodate that. Was it chaotic? You bet your life it was. Mm-hmm. You know, was it just – you know, it was kind of organized chaos, you know, to – it, but it, they got it done, you know, whether you're doing triage out in a parking lot, triage in a, mm-hmm. you know, in the lobby. So they got it done. Uh, you know, the, the gun piece to me is, you know, again, and, and, you know, everybody knows, you know, or should know how I feel about, you know, guns. And, and gun control is good aim, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, I don't, this is not a gun issue. No. This guy passed every mandated back check. Background check. Which means date. there's no way to protect us, so we need to get rid of guns. Right. So, but he had a pilot's license, so he could have parked a small craft aircraft that he kept at a local airport, yep. loaded that up with explosives, and which flown they it found, into the Mandalay Bay. And flown it into the hotel, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. They found explosives too? They found, well, and again, that's a pretty broad definition about mm-hmm. explosives. They found uh, the, the Clark County Sheriff's statement was his statement was at least 17 firearms Mm -hmm. thousands of rounds of ammunition because again you had Mm -hmm. uh you know by by some reports there were two guns set up already on tripods in Mm -hmm. the window so they were pre-positioned right you know so it's kind of one of those things where if you're you're in the bunker you know Mm -hmm. on the 32nd floor you know you don't have time to reload right so these have already been reloaded you know or loaded Prepositioned, and you're just moving, right? You know, from from station to station to station, if you will, um, and you know, there it is. So, any they found upwards of ten to twelve suitcases or lug, you know, large luggage cases. So, guess how he got those into the hotel over mm-hmm. the course of the week? Right. I'll bet you the guy never had room service. He just spent the whole week. Or whatever time he was in there, setting his... I guess he checked in on the 28th. Yeah, setting his stuff up. So, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it's dark. It, you know, it's just a really dark thing, but it is what it is. And, and all public information seems to point to this is just a guy who had, you know, probably had a spring right. loose. Why are they so quick to dismiss ISIS's claim that uh, he was one of the soldiers in the jihad against the evil West? It it seems to me that, I mean, if you're looking for a cause, you're looking for a motive, radicalization can take place over a very short period of time. I'm not saying this is this, but I I find it somewhat disconcerting, really, that they've just, no, 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 no. It's like they want want to run as far as they can away from that. But why should should they not be investigating whether or not that is one of the things at, at play here? What if the guy was radicalized? He, if he was, you know, again, then I guess and, someone and will since be, they've put be so much distance between themselves in that statement now, yeah, they'll uh, be eating a little uh, bit of crow if it turns out to be right. But are they going to? Don't That's know. That's the question. Are they going to? But I'll, I'd be willing to bet 
you know, dollars to donuts that this guy wasn't sitting on anybody's watch list. He wasn't on a no-fly list. Any of those He's other things. He's the perfect terrorist. Well, yeah. He Whether is. I mean, obviously, given what he did was yeah, he's, but, done, he's done. Yeah. But just, what if he? What if he did do it in the name of? Well, I guess we'll Jihad. find out because they'll be tearing apart his. You know, his laptop has probably already been cloned, and they're already ripping through every byte and you know, yeah. zero mm-hmm. and one. You know, trying to figure out what this guy's all about. All right. So the investigation goes from where here? Oh, it's going to just it'll continue and continue. No, but what are the kinds the of things are they going to really look for, dig into? Um, you know what I mean? Well, they do beyond what we you know, kind of like about. that psychological uh, profile or autopsy, if you will. You know, to they're going to go to his favorite gonna, casinos and start looking yeah, at they'll videos. Talk to, and, yeah, they'll talk to videos. They'll find out where this guy's going. They'll try and develop a pattern about what he did, who he associated with. Did he go to a particular, you know, church or a mosque? You know, you find out the guy went to the, um, you know, whatever Main Street, you know, Baptist Christian church, whatever, or maybe he didn't go at all. According to his brother, he was not religious at, no. at all. And that, you know, and again, so if you go in and you find the ISIS flag hanging in his closet, uh, <laughs> then, you know, to your point, then, yeah, uh-oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to backtrack a little bit. Um, but I think what they're more likely going to find are things like, well, how to convert a semi-automatic rifle to an automatic rifle, which is not a difficult engineering feat, Um and the other thing that I think that mitigates towards that information relative to whether or not these were semi-automatic rifles, legally purchased, or automatic rifles, those bad things, um, is there's a lot of information out there that it sounds like and may be apparent that he used what's called a trigger crank, mm-hmm. uh, which will take a semi-automatic rifle and just fire. It's it's literally, you know, some of them are a mechanical device that you put on the trigger guard at, at, at the bottom, and it, you crank so it, it just, just keeps cranking faster, the trigger faster, supposedly than your, ah. you know, until you. So maybe he empty. didn't have automatic weapons. Maybe he just had this trigger. Right. Crank I mean, a semi-automatic and, rifle, Rich, will go as fast as just like a pistol that right. you know the, fast the, the local can, police right. carry. As fast as you pull that figure, you know, until the ammo runs out and the, you know the slide locks back. It's it's basically the same principle. So if you have a twenty-round clip, you just boom, 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 boom. All right. We're going to continue with Jim Gadette as we officially ring in our public safety this week segment following these messages for traffic, weather, and sports. You are listening to the Drive at Large radio show. I'm Rich Gerard. Good morning.